opened up at 7.47 p.m. That's U.S. 101 South and Cannon Road. Again, U.S. 101 South and Cannon Road. Uh, from there on, we have just, uh, like I said, minor collisions. Traffic hazard at 3rd Avenue and Hatton Road. There's a Monterey. And then the other two traffic collisions popped up just now. 7th Avenue, Rodriguez Street, Santa Cruz. And it looks like there was an accordion effect there. 17th Avenue, Rodriguez Street, Santa Cruz as well. Uh, from uh, outside of that, everything looks like it's moving okay in and throughout. Uh, for your 70 forecast, it is currently getting down into the 70s here. 70 degrees at the KSO station. Probably cloudy skies tonight. Lows into the 60s. For the next six to seven days, we're looking at mostly sunny skies throughout. Highs in the 70s. Increasing cloud cover throughout the night. Lows into the 60s. For you boaters, no major advisory in effect this evening. And nothing for me to issue for tomorrow. And with that said, my next show with you guys is with Aaron Clouded and Healing Journeys. I hope you enjoy the show. Opinions expressed in the following sponsored program are not necessarily those of KSCO Radio, its staff, management, or advertisers. If something is said with which you disagree, please call us during the program in order to help us balance comments. Good evening and welcome to Healing Journeys. I am your host, Aaron Cloudon. Uh, tonight I have a guest on my show live here in the studio, a friend of mine named KJ. We're doing something a little bit different tonight. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about our own healing journeys using uh, ayahuasca and 5-MeO-DMT and what that was like for us. We just uh, happened to be at the same uh ayahuasca ceremony recently as well as the same 5-MEO DMT ceremony recently so KJ thank you so much for coming in how you doing tonight man oh man I'm doing phenomenal it's an honor to be here um before we get before we get started I want to I want to give a shout out to you my friend um for all for all you folks out there that don't know Aaron Aaron and I yeah we just recently met and this guy is just a beacon of light full of love and um yeah, he's out here, and he asked me last week if I want to join. I said, "Let's do this, brother. Let's get on this show and let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about the journey and and hopefully inspire other people to to dig in and and uh, you know do what needs to be necessary, what's necessary to heal." Fantastic. Yeah, I know we've talked a bit about our personal motivations in order to do the ayahuasca and what that was like. Do you mind sharing some of that with the listeners, and then I'll, I'll maybe share some of mine. Yeah, sure. Well, um, yeah, this this is you know this is pretty pretty personal for me to get out there in the universe, but I thought it would be good for one for me and and for other folks, um, you know, uh, for me to go advise to you know take ayahuasca is not necessarily something I'd like to do on on you know live air, but it's more mm-hmm. that it can help people, um, right. and and um, ayahuasca is not for everybody, but for the people that the medicine calls, it it has some huge transformations in their life and uh for me um my ayahuasca journey i've i've sat with the medicine now about three times and um it started uh you know the new years you know we just you know 2020 we thought was you know it was it was a hell of a year for everybody right with covid and mm-hmm. everything going on in the world um a lot of stressors it really put strain um on a lot of people's life and uh 
I was, uh, you know, 2021 happened and I decided to make this huge transformation in my life. And, um, you know, I, I, in my entire life have kind of struggled a little bit with, um, on and off substance abuse and, and doing some things that, you know, necessarily wasn't super happy. And, um, so I had this inclination that, Hey man, if I get sober and completely cut everything in my life, everything's going to get better. You know, it's all just going to be all right. Just got to take all, <laughs> just got to take all the substances out and then, you know, it's all going to be good. Man, man, was I delusional. All so, right. you know, um, it started from there. And so I took, you know, 2021 happened and, um, yeah, I just, I got sober, got clean and yeah, about two and a half, three, three months into it, man, I started unraveling because, you know, all of a sudden I didn't have anything to numb that noise. Right. And, um. I had a good friend of mine that, uh, you know, had taken ayahuasca and he told me about the huge transformation it did for him. All right. And I said, you know what, let's let's do some research and see. Let's see what this is all about. Um, and when you're kind of, you know, I wouldn't say rock bottom, but when you get to kind of an end and you're just kind of like uncle, yeah. you're really looking, all right, I'll try anything at this point. You know, right. really kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so I decided to, you know, reach out to my buddy and ask him if he can kind of get me connected. And he did. Mm-hmm. And um I decided to do it during the spring equinox, which uh, was very symbolic for me. Uh, I uh, grew up Zoroastrian, which uh, is the most ancient monotheistic religion. Right. And wasn't Freddie Mercury a Zoroastrian? He was. He was. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was. And, uh, <laughs> right on. <laughs> and uh, you know, the spring equinox—it's our Persian New Year—and okay. so there was a ceremony going on at the time, and I decided to join. Whoa, and cool. so so I went to it and I said let's let's do this. I went all yeah. by myself and I said okay let's go do this thing. Right. And when I showed up to this thing, man, I was you know, um, and for the listeners out there, I feel like the superpower of 2021 is vulnerability. So this is it, <laughs> superpower of vulnerability. Right. And uh, man, was I vulnerable? You know, I was right. I was carrying around a lot a lot of pain and suffering and a lot of trauma. Yeah. And, you know, I decided to take this ayahuasca thing. I did this whole deity and cleanse my body. And, you know, for me, it was a big deal. I've been a carnivore my whole life. So just taking a week off of meat was really, really intense to kind of make that mm-hmm. that intention to purify my body. So, yeah, I went in. I went in it, did the whole deity, uh, ate vegan raw. And then I went into the ceremony and really showing a lot of respect for it. And one of the things I did was, man, I made like this long... Like I wrote like a book almost of my intentions, which, uh-huh. you know, my past, present and future had all these things that I wanted to go and seek, you know. Right. And uh, my loving girlfriend, uh, you know, she was really supportive and she said, you know, go do this. I said, all right. So when I went there, I, I took this medicine. Right. And the first time I took this medicine, man, I'm sitting here and I'm not feeling anything. I'm like, what did I, you know, what's yeah. going on, you know? And, and while I'm sitting at this, I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah. You know, I'm starting to question, like, man, I was really at the end of my rope. I'm here and in this in this place I don't know with people I don't know. And you're wasting your time. Yeah, huh? I'm going, what's going on, you know? <laughs> right. and, and then people are I'm hearing the sounds of the people purging. And, yeah. You know, the environment's really extreme. Yes. And, um, you know, there's some really good facilitators walking around, these helpers. And, man... I'll tell you what, this circle, the amount of love that was there was enough to, man, just right, just altered the universe, the amount of love that was going on in this thing. And um, 
so I'm not really feeling anything. And, you know, I, I decided to take some more and I, I take mm-hmm. a little bit more and, you know, I start really feeling really good. And then it all kind of started making sense. And I had this moment. I was like, man, I, I didn't need to take ayahuasca. I had all the answers this whole time. <laughs> it's you know, already it's, there. It's already there. <laughs> so all this love, man. And then I started laughing at myself, you know, it's just yeah. laughing in this, you know, laughing in this, in this beautiful space and, you know, it was very playful for me the first time I took it, the first first couple um, awesome. times I sat with it. And I was feeling really good. And then I decided to, you know, I have a, a, I had a pro- have a problem with addiction and not to say no. So I said, I'm going to take this a little further. Right. And, uh, man, so I take some more of this ayahuasca. Yeah. And, man, let me tell you, Aaron, the first time I took this, it took me somewhere so dark. So I was in this place. It was beautiful. It was light. All this love mm-hmm. and all this connection. And all of a sudden, it takes me into this really dark space. Oof. I'm thinking about all these horrible things and work. And, man, the machine starts running. It was yeah. chaotic. Yeah. And, man, I end up getting so sick on this medicine. And I'm churning and I'm fighting it. And that was the big thing. I was okay. fighting this medicine. I wasn't surrendering to it. Were you feeling physical pain? Oh, man, I was my stomach, my right. mind. I was I, I felt really bad um, to the to the very point of the end of this where I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to drive home. And right. you know, I'm going to have to go home to my partner. She's going to have to see me like this. You know, right. This is horrible. Fortunately, my neighbors that were there... Um, was this beautiful group of people that I hadn't met yet, but they, they've been a kind of group of people that have uh, known each other for about 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And, um, they see that I'm, they see that I'm, uh, that I'm struggling. Right. They see that I'm suffering. And so they came to my rescue and, right. um, my neighbor was like, here, you know, have some of this water with electrolytes. And, and so he gives me this water and it was like this snap right back to reality okay and the first thing i said was like i choose the light i choose the light you know <laughs> so i come out of this thing and you know and then we share and i kind of i i was more confused before i went into the ayahuasca because this first time i was fighting this medicine okay i didn't really know what was you know what this medicine the power of this medicine mm-hmm. but what happened next was magical I connected with these beautiful human beings, and so these friendships, this, these deep bonds, was 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 my gift that day. Right. It was these people that came to my life, and so after our, my first ceremony, I ended up spending an hour, hour and a half connecting with this group of people. Yeah. That are very close friends of mine to this day. Awesome. And um, we'll be forever bonded. Yeah. And so my gift that day was these beautiful human beings that entered my life. Yeah. And what a gift. That's so that awesome. Was, so that was my first experience. Right. And then... So all of your... Every time you've done it has been this year, 2021? It's been 2021, and I've been taking it... I've been sitting with this medicine, really exploring it uh-huh. bi-monthly. Okay. And they're all connected, and it really brings me back to you, my friend, how you <laughs> and I connected. Okay, okay. So... I think you and I always talk about this. You know, there's yeah. no coincidences, but sometimes right. when the universe talks to you, you got to listen. Right, right. And so, yeah, so, you know, I come out of this first experience and mm-hmm. met these beautiful human beings. So it's like, this is great. Yeah. You know, connected with these people. And next two weeks, man, I'm alive. I'm light. I feel great. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ready to attack life. Mm-hmm. 
all my angst is relieved. I feel awesome. like a million bucks. Right. You know, this afterglow from it was just amazing. I'm like, this is this is unbelievable. You know, this yeah. is the ticket. I right. I want to see where this is going to take me. Awesome. And then two weeks later, I had a freak accident. I had a freak accident at the gym, and um, I went to I was bench pressing in the gym, and it's probably the first day after the ayahuasca experience. I started uh, reverting. Uh, the thought process and and i kind of got into a little dark space it was you know i was a little tired right and i was at the gym bench pressing uh-huh and uh yeah i just kind of let my guard down for a second and i closed my eyes and next thing i know i tapped the bar 135 pound bar landed straight on my head oh oh wow yeah next <laughs> thing i know i'm standing up in the middle of this gym and i am just gushing blood i've never seen blood like this come out of my body in Whoa. my entire life yeah i'm just thrown off my bell is wrong yeah yeah i haven't looked in the mirror but yeah you know i've had a few head injuries in my life unfortunately i'm not proud of it but this yeah. one didn't feel right okay and so i was losing a lot of blood so right next thing i know i'm in the emergency room wow and all i can do is i'm sitting here in this emergency room going man please let me be all right yeah 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 and and the doctor, yeah, she she was no fluff. She's like, well, I, I want to tell you you're going to be okay, KJ. Right. But we're going to have to wait till we see your CAT scan. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I would have been happy if you told me I was going to be okay. Right, right. So I'm sitting here after this, you know, I'm going, man, I just had this ayahuasca experience two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And all these, all these great things were starting to happen after. And here, boom. So now I'm starting to question things. Yeah. But, man, I came out of this thing. No cracked, fractured head, no nothing. The doctor right. said, you're going to be okay. You might be concussed. Right. Man, then it was healing. Huh. I was like, all right, let's heal. So took a month and started healing. And then I was just grateful. Right. I was just so grateful to be back, you know, on my own two feet doing everything. And um, I, was con- I was badly concussed for about nine, ten days. And okay. Then, and then when the fog lifted, it was like, yeah, let's get after it, you know. Yeah. And so. Um, it's really interesting the way, and I know a lot of people don't ever talk about this necessarily, but when you do stuff like ayahuasca, the way things in your material world will try and wake you up too. Right. And, and I know it may sound woo-woo-y and stuff, but I really believe these kind of things happen for a reason afterwards. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off on your man, story, I, man. Yeah, we're talking. We're talking, <laughs> you and I. So, so yeah, so, so that incident happened. And, and I was, man, I was confused. starting to ask the universe, like, hey, what's going on here? Right. And um, so the medicine, you know, it, it called to me. It said, let's, I got to go see. See do it again. Let's go do it again. And yeah. this time I had a little bit more experience going into it. Right. And so um, I go, you know, two months right after. It's been, I've been going to every, every other month I've been going, uh-huh. sitting with the medicine. And uh-huh. uh, so I go the second time. And this is where really the, the transformation started happening for me. The healing really, really began. Okay. And so this time I decided, you know what, I'm I'm just going to go full bore. I'm going to take a big dose of this stuff, and yeah. I'm going to really pay respect to this this medicine and, and mm-hmm. go for it. So I remember sitting with this this ayahuasca the second time, mm-hmm. and I cleared my mind. I didn't have a page of intentions like I did wanting to, 
you know, because you and I talk about this. There's no right. magic pill. We've right. got all the answers, but we really got to do the work. Right. And for people listening, you know, sitting with the medicine, it's a lot of work. You know, yeah. it's it's a lot of work. You're but really it's gratifying. It's gratifying. <laughs> it's gratifying. But you're you're going to you're going for you're going for some you know a journey inward. Yeah, it's it's interesting having uh, you know hearing about yours. I I, ha- I have ha- I had fear around doing it for sure, but um, not to cut you, but it's so incredibly gratifying and so. But my experience is different than yours. But I'd l- I want to hear more yeah. of yours before I I. I go with mine here yeah so so the second time i go i literally look at this medicine before i drink it and i say all right mother ayahuasca Mm -hmm. today i surrender to you nice please show me what i need to see that's all i said to it perfect i swear to you not this thing breathed while i said this thing it looked at me and i was Uh like oh today's the day it's gonna it's gonna show me some things yeah and uh yeah, I took this medicine, man, and I'll tell you what, I, you know, we talk about, we learn about this in fifth grade science, right? Right. It's, uh, how everything's connected. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Our ecosystem, everything, you know. A good example is, is like, you know, you you take out the sea otters, the sea urchins take over and, and ruin our Pacific coast and right. take over the kelps. You reintroduce the sea otters, they balance everything out, and you understand what balance in it and all it is. Right. And and yeah, man, you really kind of tap into understanding the full connectivity at all. It's interesting. And when I took this medicine this the second time, mm-hmm. I saw everything. I awesome. saw the universe. I saw the energy. And it, this medicine started talking to me, man. Right on. It started taking me on a journey. Oh, that's awesome. And this time, there was no blockage because I surrendered to this medicine. Right on. So this time, it starts taking me. It starts showing me all that trauma, all that stuff that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Starts making these walls and breaks one down. Oh, nice. Brings it up another wall, breaks it down. Awesome multiple walls of all this stuff but as these walls are being created yeah it's really showing me man you can't carry all this pain and suffering around with you right and so it's starting to break through some of these limiting beliefs that i've been setting for myself wow so all of a sudden through this journey you know it's multiple hour journey Mm -hmm. takes me to this one last final wall can't break it down (laughs) it's right in front of me and i can't break this thing down right so i'm going man what's going on and so all of a sudden this thing floors me the medicine floors me and uh you know one of the facilitators is 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 walking around and starts singing this beautiful song yeah and just embraces me and then releases me and that last wall just breaks down. I couldn't believe awesome. it. Awesome. So all of a sudden I get up and there's yeah. this, this is where it just starts getting freaky. Okay. You know? The medicine, so I, I come from a Zoroastrian background. Uh-huh. Right? And and the basis of, of our religion, and I'm not very religion, religious. Right. right. Excuse me. Um, but the main basis is humata huchto havareshta, which means... Good thoughts, good words, and good deeds. 
And so the belief Perfect. is, yeah. And the belief <laughs> is, if you have more good thoughts, good words, and good deeds, you're going to be, you know, you're going to go yeah. to the heaven. And if you do the bad, you know, that whole heaven on earth, heaven man. on earth, right? <laughs> and so the medicine, no joke, whispers to me. It whispers to me. It says, "You must embody." Humata Huchta Havareshta. And I couldn't believe it. It just whispers it to me. Dude, that's awesome. So I'm going, wow. <laughs> and as this this is happening and this transformation is happening, yeah. Literally I can feel this ancestral blood in me surging through me. Whoa. Just surging through my blood and I'm just this all this power. Yeah. And I've been dealing with um I've been dealing with a huge responsibility of taking care of my mother. Mm-hmm. And um, my father um, at the time was a political prisoner in Iran for the past eight years. Wow. Um, and so there's all these things that were happening in my life that led me to the medicine. Right. And as this is happening, there's this flame being handed to me and was kind of essentially being symbolic and saying, hey, yeah. it's your turn to take this over. Whoa. And all of a sudden, I see myself as a child in a multidimensional light. I see myself as a kid. I see myself as that punk teenager, mm-hmm. that adolescence that just was doing wrong. Right. And then I saw my present self. And then it showed me this, like, future self. Man, this future self, man, I was stoked on this guy. I was like, <laughs> yeah, right on. I want to be this guy. Right. But it's showing me this. Right. Man, and then I come out of this thing, and I'm just supercharged. Yeah. Never in a million years would I think that, like, you know, that I could see this. I could feel this. Right. Man, and that was that. So I come out of this one and just catapulted. I was like, yeah, let's do it. The only thing that's stopping me is me, you know, and you hear this all the time. Right, right. So so this is kind of where it gets, you know, freaky, which brings me to you, you know. Right. And, um, yeah, a month later, my dad passes. Yeah. My father passes. And, um... He had just be re- been released recently, yeah, too, right? Yeah, he had just been released. Ironically, he was, in, he was in prison, um, in one of the worst prisons in the world. And, uh, yeah, he was just recently released. He was free for seven months, and things were starting to turn around for him. And then he passed, you know, and it was like that morning that I found out <clears throat> I've never felt, you know, you, you just think you could feel pain like that, but you just don't know you're connected to this human being. I've lost people in my life. Um, I've lost close friends, you know, your grandma, it's a little bit more organic. Right. But man, this connectivity to your parents, you know, whether you love them or you hate them, mm-hmm. you're, you're connected to them. Right. And so I've never felt this before. And that morning, um, believe it or not, I go outside with a glass of his favorite drink, uh, a glass of Shivas, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a misty morning in Santa Cruz. Right. And, and I go outside, and I close my eyes. And as I close my eyes, I saw where he laid. And no joke, that, that surge that I felt in the ayahuasca experience of yeah. a month prior, yeah. that exact surge, that exact feeling, just surged through my body wow and i couldn't believe it yeah i was like what is going on Mm -hmm. so i truly believe the medicine was prepping me for what was what was happening my father was was about to pass and somehow some way 
this thing was talking to me. Yeah. And it was like, it's your turn to kind of take on the flame and Make take on these responsibilities. Yeah, it's just building this resilience in me. Wow. So. That's incredible, man. Yeah, so that was wild. Yeah. And so I was really starting to freak out, actually. You know, it's just like my first time. Right. You know, in my life, I've, you know, I've, I've done some, I've done some, you know, other recreational uh, activities and things like sure, this. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But never like this. I was like, you know, this was something else. I was, I was really, I was really uh, starting to open up some doors. And the whole journey was to heal, right? Yeah. And so... Um, that was round two, man. And then my father passes, and so I'm like, okay. And then, uh, you know, the day I met you, this is, you know, I decided, hey, let's let's go one more time. Right. Exactly two months after, and see what this thing has to show me. Right. So, oh man, this time I went, I I, I had to drag myself there, man. Okay. Because I was I was dealing with this this passing of my father, and it was just so yeah. painful. And so I showed up, mm-hmm. and I took the medicine, and man, I was in so much pain. It was like the first time I was fi- it's finding this medicine, so it was not showing me the things. It started right. to, and then, but it was still good, man, because I, I needed to be there because the healing was there, right? Um, with all the people around me, so it was really, really still beautiful. But I think then. It, you know, then I met you the next day. Right. But I think I'm going to stop there so we could talk a little bit about you. So then, <laughs> right. so then we can kind of lead to to the Sapito experience, the five M, sure, sure, DMT experience because I, that that was something else. So I agree. I think I think we'll stop there. So it's kind of you know my three times, and then obviously you know you hear people that the medicine calls them and so this medicine has still been talking to me after right and so we could talk a little bit about that but i'll stop there okay you know and uh, uh, and uh, and, uh, uh, and we'll kind of lead into how you and i met because that was also a re- that was probably one of the most powerful experiences yeah. i've ever had yeah i should probably start then talking about my first ayahuasca experience which was six years ago so <clears throat> excuse me yeah six years ago I'd I'd given away everything I owned, and um, I was essentially living a nomadic life at that point. Um, A friend of mine had given me the opportunity to fly anywhere I want. He had given me his his partner benefits in regards to flights. So I started flying around the world and doing stuff. And uh, for some whatever reason, ayahuasca had been on my list for a while. Not that I had a list necessarily, but what it was in my head. So I finally got myself down to Peru, and um, I wasn't in a good space. I was in a very, uh, my headspace was really funky. You know, here I was in my early 40s. I had no livelihood. I'd, I'd walked away from everything I owned. I didn't, you know, when I came, where I would land and end up living, I had no idea. I'd been on, I'd been nomadic at that point for about five months or so, five, six months. And, um... <clears throat> and then there I am in Peru. Basically, everything I owned is in the bag with me. That's all I had was some clothes and wow. very small amount of money at that point. I I think I had maybe a thousand dollars or something to my name. I like had, I had nothing. So unreal, brother. Right. So here I am. In, and look it, at you today. <laughs> so here I am in the Amazon jungle. 
I'm all paranoid and, and freaked out, and I make it to Peru, and I'm staying in a hostel, and then we go through this weird kind of setup in regards to getting the money to the people doing the ayahuasca ceremony and stuff. It's 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 just kind of trippy. It's hard for me to explain at this point. And uh, so uh, we're there. We're in the jungle, and there's uh, there's like. 12 or 13 of us that are all kind of ayahuasca tourists, you might say. Yeah. A few Australians, a uh, um, couple other guys from California, interestingly enough, and then a uh, few other people. <clears throat> and so uh, nighttime comes, and they do it at night there, and it's um, it's much more traditional. There's just It's very dark. You're in this circular kind of uh, yurt-type structure. And you go up one by one and you do your ayahuasca. And uh, I always, I had related it to like previous psychedelic experiences. So I had an extra shirt with me, even though it was warm and in the jungle, because I know I, I get cold sometimes when I trip. And so I'm there and I'm in the, I'm, I'm in a bad headspace. I'm, I'm very much in a negative headspace right. at this point because I'm super afraid of life. I don't know what I'm going to do when any of this is over what I'm going to come back to in the States, how I'm going to make a living. The list goes on and on. Yeah. And uh, no money, <laughs> the whole thing. And so um, I, I do my first, uh, first time ever I do it. It's dark, the sun is set, and there's just one candle burning in the center. And it's a very, you know, it's a very small amount of light. And uh, everybody goes around and does goes up one at a time to the uh, shaman to take their one, you know, shot of ayahuasca, so to speak. And uh, and I started hearing other people kind of coming on or, or purging. And I'm there, and um, and I'm laying down, and to the, to the right side of me, out of the out of the floor basically comes this shadowy figure and like uh just like like you would imagine like uh out of star wars or something this like black robe no face and i uh i immediately begin to panic and there's tons of fear so much fear and this this figure that's there off to my right and i'm and i'm scared i'm super scared and then like almost instantaneously the this prismatic amount of colors and and i guess i'd call them entities these these i guess some people call them the machine elves i've heard yeah. them called they they then come to me from the left side of me and are like there's nothing to fear you are beautiful, you are loving, you are light, and they're communicating wow. with me. There's no, <clears throat> there's no words being said, but I'm, but they're saying it to me at the same time. You know, I'm getting this message, and my purge was very, very small. It was just like almost like a, a large spit, almost. It just comes out. Whoop, uh, I get up, do it, and then I'm laying back down, and then it's just this intense like black uh, green red sacred geometry the these beautiful entities that are there they're just like you are fine 
you're blessed. You, they're just and you and are I, loved. yeah, they're giving yeah. me that message over and over again, uh, and just constantly. It, and it's just it's just constantly coming for hours. It's just coming, and then I'd come back to where we were. You know, if something would happen with somebody else, but then I would just go right back to it. And um, <clears throat> it just was incredible. It was it was it was beyond anything I'd ever experienced before in my life. And, um, and then I was afraid I was going to, uh, you know, have diarrhea. So I got up and attempted <laughs> to, to make the, uh, bathroom and it, it was very hard to, to maneuver my body and, and space was all convoluted for me. So walking across the, the Tombow was felt like miles. And I was like leaning to the left and then getting to the outhouse. I was like, oh, why'd they put the outhouse so far away? You know, it seemed like it was miles away. Yeah. The next morning I realized it's like literally right by the back door. But it was fortunately there's a woman there to help me. So I go there and nothing's happening. And I'm like, oh, this is horrible in here. Let me get back out of here. Go back in and lay down. And it's back to the love and light. And, um, and like this beam of light. And this prismatic light um, beyond any, it, it's like, it's white, but it's also kind of all colors, too. I've had this experience with the white all color light thing a couple times now, right directly to my heart. Um, and it's going straight up. And it's, and it's the same message that you are universal love. You know, all the things you read about in like any sort of like holy books about yeah. universal love and experience is going directly into my heart and with the message that that's what you are and that's what I am, you know, and that we all are and that we're all part of it. Like, it was interesting because I'd read about that kind of experience a lot <clears throat> and I'd studied Buddhism for a long, long time and been a meditator for for quite a while and they always talk about the universal love and the right. oneness of all yeah. beings and 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 i was always like that sounds awesome but i i'd never experienced it no matter how long i'd sat in meditation and now i was experiencing it i was experiencing it and not only experiencing it, but they're telling me they're the they're very straightforward of you are love not only that you are love that there's nothing to worry about ever like there's never anything to worry about and um, it was interesting because many times in a psychedelic experience, I don't always take back with me what it, what the experience was, but ayahuasca allowed me to. Like it allowed me to then take that experience and remember it vividly and clearly. That uh, that whole you are love. Everybody, everyone in existence is part of that same loving light. There, you're all one soul. It was. It, it was fascinating. So that was the very first time I ever did it. That so beautiful, man. Yeah. And yeah. so I had three more to go <laughs> th that week. So the next the next four nights were basically the same thing, except without the shadowy figure scaring me in the beginning. Now I was just going straight back, laying back, having the entities come to me and be like, hey, because I was still in a bad space during the day. Like I was still in this, like, what am I going to do about life? Where, you know, 
when my traveling nomadic aspect of life ends, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, this is who am I? What am I? You know, here I am. I'm, I'm supposed to be, you know, here in my early 40s, have it all figured out and have the nice house and the wife and kids and the stable job and stuff. And I have none of that. As a matter of fact, I don't really even have any money on a mountain the jungles of Peru taking ayahuasca. <laughs> Like some, like some California hippie. <laughs> so, oh man! So, uh, so what a story, brother! What a story! Yeah. So the next, the next, the next three are basically like that. I'm laying down, and there's this, this beam of light kind of coming through. Almost like they stepped aside and let the beam of light through, like like the uh, the whatever those entities would be. Like I said, people I've heard them called the machine elves, which I don't really like that name. That didn't yeah. they they seem more like these benevolent, lovely. They're almost human in form, and, and the amount of color and stuff they embody. Like they let that universal love come come through right. and 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 like you need to get this message that you are safe that you are loved that you are all that you are one with everything else that's it brother yeah, yeah. that there's nothing to worry about yeah. the whole and it kept saying that there's nothing for you to fear yeah. there's nothing for you to fear over and over again and it's interesting because i've held that in my life now for six years whenever things get strange yeah. That vision and that memory comes back really hard of there's nothing for you to fear. It's beautiful. There's nothing. And I think sometimes I take it too far. Like maybe I'm borderline like doing like uh, physically risky things, but I'm always end up okay. So that's that's kind of where it always goes. And so to the most recent ayahuasca experience, that was very different for me because now I had expectations right. based on my uh, experience in the Amazon. So with that, that was that was that was very very different because it was done during the daylight too, mm -hmm. which was really interesting, and it was a larger group of people. So for me, that one was very tame. Plus, I had kind of. I was in a much better space in my life, right. too. Like, it was interesting that it had kind of called to me again because I hadn't taken the medicine in six years, but I was in a much different space where I'm making better money than I've ever had in, in my entire life. Yeah. Uh, I'm living by myself and, and pretty darn happy, really, for the most part, you know. Uh -huh. There's a couple of other things I want in life, but I live very minimal life. Yeah. And... Um, so this time when I took it, it was very much like I felt like I was almost kind of holding space for others that were there. Yeah. You know, it, it felt almost like uh, this is, might sound slightly arrogant, but like um, I'm not the rookie here. I'm the experienced one kind of holding the energy, right. holding the space. Well, it's good, man, though. You're radiating that strength for other people. Right. Because, uh, you know, we could feel you could feel that you could feel everyone's energy. Right. So I wouldn't necessarily say that's arrogance. More like, you know, you're exuding this strength that you're bringing into it. Right. And, you know, it's really funny that you, you mentioned this because I think, you know, this point, I've heard so many people's experience and right. everyone's experiences drastically different right what they see what they feel um 
but a lot of the messaging at the end of the day is the same. It's breaking right. through these uh, these fears, these limiting beliefs that we have within ourselves. Right. All this angst, all this, man, because, man, all the noise in our day-to-day life. Yeah. But it always starts and ends with love. Yeah. And love is the answer. You know, it, it really it is. is. And so we overcomplicate everything in our lives. Uh-huh. And we're we're all you know we're all just going through this kind of day in day out mm-hmm. stuff, and we've got all things we're trying to work through. And I think the message that ayahuasca has is that we have this power within ourselves that once we let out, yeah, man, all of a sudden things start to shift. Right. Look at that transformation. You don't need to necessarily go take ayahuasca a bunch of times. Right. And that's the same thing with five M. EO DMT is oh, yeah. the same the thing. MEO is very yeah, interesting. These, these things, you know, this is kind of why they don't get this out in the world the way they want it because it's not profitable because you can have yeah. these huge transformations in your life from one or two experiences and then, man, just catapult your trajectory right. and life changes. It's beautiful. Do you want to talk about your 5-MEO DMT experience? I would love to, man. I would love to, but man, that thanks for sharing that. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was, that's 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 and, it, was, it was a wild one. Yeah, it sounds being, like it. Being having been nomadic and in a foreign country and not really, and then you know after that, I I jumped on a slow boat and went up the Amazon River. I was like the only gringo on a slow boat. Went to Colombia and just kind of I love it. Cruised around on my own, like. I had very little, I had like no money, and I'm just cruising around, like, I don't and there was the whole, and, but I was like, there was nothing to fear. The ayahuasca was like, there, yeah. it had told, and it went, you know, it, and, and I was, I'm walking around the streets of Bogota by myself, and I don't that's even really awesome. speak Spanish, and there was like, there's nothing to fear, there's nothing to fear. And, and that's when the real work starts, right, to tell you, it's not during the ayahuasca, but it's after. Right. And, and, uh. How you integrate it into your life, right? And, and how you want to show up every day, right? And the love you want to exude, and and I think that's you know that's the big message, man. It goes back to we're all connected. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's wild. It's beautiful. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful. Ah, uh, so. Uh, yeah, tell me about the five and me. Uh, this is where it really gets <laughs> oh, good. Oh man, this is <laughs> this is wild, man. And 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 uh, you know, like I said, the the third ayahuasca, it really was. I was there with a good friend of mine and. Uh, we had a beautiful ceremony. You and I were there at the same day, but we hadn't met yet. Yeah. We, we met the next day. Right. Um, and you and I were sitting next to each other, right? So right. that's how we met. Mm-hmm. And um, I, was, I was instantly gravitated to your energy, brother. You know, you're you're uh, you're definitely very calm and relaxed <laughs> and and uh, yeah, just you just exuding exuding light and love. You know, the first time I met you, I was like, hey, this is this is definitely someone I want to get to know. And so, cool. That's a that was my first impression of you. Um, and then I was yeah, man. I uh, you know this 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 toad they call it. Um, right. I was really nervous taking it because you know I've done some research on it. And then I asked somebody. I said, hey, I just I just lost my dad. Uh huh. And I'm in a lot of pain. They're like, "Oh, this is the time to do it." And I right. didn't, I didn't understand what that meant. Right. You know. <laughs> and um, for people out there that don't know, uh, the the toad, it it uh it it really is kind of a rebirthing. You you kind of really understand uh, 
the other side. And I know it sounds wild to people, but you really kind of go to the source yeah. of, of death and rebirth in life. And um, I had a good friend of mine kind of tell me, he says, I'm really excited for you to go do this. You know, I was as terrified as I was to do it. He's like, I'm really mm-hmm. excited for you to go do this because you're going to go see where your dad is. And I just didn't understand it. Right. And so I'm carrying around all this pain and suffering and, and um, you know, uh, I couldn't sleep the night before, you know, and usually after, even after the first, you know, two ayahuasca, even though my first one, I had this thing, the second one, I, I always felt great after them. Just like I felt alive and, and this, I, I was just dealing with this grief. I didn't really know how to process this grief of losing uh-huh. my father. And so the next day we go into this ceremony and, and I don't know what to expect. And so they, you know, they ask, you know, who wants to go first? And right. I said, man, I, let's just, let's just get this, let's get, let's get this show on the road. Right. So, I remember you going first. And so I said, I'm going to go, <laughs> go first. And, and, um, man, it's just these people, there's like so much love and support, yeah. right? You're next to me and yeah. all these people that I've connected with and, and I could just, I could feel their love, and and I just remember, you know, I'm I'm grieving here, right? I'm not, yeah. I'm just in so much pain, and all I said was, I looked at everyone, looked at everyone's eyes, and I said, hey, I'm gonna go see my dad. Yeah. So all I said. Yeah. And you did. <laughs> yeah, and I did, you know. And and never in a million years could I imagine where this medicine took me. Yeah. And man, the healing that took place that day, I'll tell you what, it would have taken me 10 years to process my father's passing. And within a 20 minute span, man, I went straight to my dad. I mean, talk about, they always talk about these psychedelics, like your ego, you're dissolving your ego, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're kind of tapping into this higher level of consciousness. Yeah. And I remember taking this medicine and I just let everything go. I just started to just dissolve. And yeah. I just became peace and quiet. And it took me straight to my dad, brother. Man. And I couldn't believe it. Wow. And here I am. I'm purging what's my pain and his pain. Yeah. And I'm just crying uncontrollably. Like, I've never cried like that. It's like from the depths of my soul, I'm crying. Yeah. And... I'm with my dad, and I'm telling him how much I love him and how much I miss him. Yeah, I remember you saying it out loud. And, and I and I told him I just was thanking him for this life that he gave me. And I'm in this space with him, and I'm just feeling all of this. And as much as I missed him and 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 just all this pain, I felt his life as well. I felt all of his good but i also felt some of that pain that he had right and as i'm going through this experience and it was so painful like that same surge in the ayahuasca yeah i genuinely when i felt that ancestral blood i know it was my father yeah he's just coursing through my veins wow and as i'm in this this space with him all of a sudden i come out of this thing with him Pure bliss, brother. Pure, pure bliss. That's awesome. And he tells me, he says, I'm always going to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> and he just becomes one with me, man. He just dissolves right into my heart. Awesome. And he tells me, I'm never going to leave you. And I knew where he was. Right. 
he's he's everywhere he's part yeah. of everything it's that full connectivity you know yeah. we're all gonna die yeah we're yeah. all gonna die no it's, one gets it's, out it's, of no, it's, no one gets out but we yeah to, to to say that we don't become part of anything you know like i don't know about heaven and hell but we become part of this earth in some shape or form right. whether it's the grass whether it's whatever it may be right but man he he's with me that's awesome and man i i've never cried like that i've never felt anything like that and never in a million years could i ever imagine where i went and the yeah. space i was with yeah and then as i come out of this Man, I'm just greeted with so much love from all these people, and people are in tears from my experience that oh, it was I, awesome. had, I had no control of where I was. I just kind of went into the space, and and that was powerful on its own. And, um, yeah, I had someone by my side telling me, hey, man, your father heard you, you know. And, yeah. And uh, it was one. Of, it was the most powerful experience I've ever had. That's fantastic, man. And, and um, man, just catapulted man healing awesome i just uh you know we had my dad's 30th memorial service like we we have this thing after 30 days after they they pass you celebrate yeah. which was a week after i had this experience right and man how much love i brought into this space i couldn't yeah. even tell you man my heart was just full that's awesome it was um i know it sounds crazy but I'm closer to my father and his passing than I ever was in his when he was alive. That's and, fantastic, man. And uh, it's wild to say that, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, because my dad, you know, we had a, you know, he loved the guy, but he wasn't necessarily around too much growing up. But sure. um, he gave me a hell of a life. He gave me a hell of a shot at it. And um, you know, he had a pretty tragic story at the end, where you know, kind of things kind of fell apart for him. But that's part of life, man. It's a roller coaster ride. It sure is. And um, yeah, I'm looking to do some some pretty big things in his honor, man, you know, and, and carry Fantastic. on his legacy. He was one of these guys that he spent his entire life. He came from nothing, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, taught himself German, worked 12 languages, got educated, and uh, wow, he built an empire. Good um, for him. And uh, all he did was he, he built, he provided, and he gave, man. He had such a big heart. He was the most generous human being that I ever knew. That's awesome. And when his brothers would talk about him, he's like, yeah, this type of guy that, you know, he had a worker that, that uh, you know, lost his job or died, um, but he kept paying the family the salary because they knew they didn't have money so the family and kids could keep going. This is the type of person he was. And at the end of the day, you know, he didn't, he didn't have much at the end of his life, but, man, when he was alive, man, he just loved. And so cool. He he's kind of with me. And so... Um, yeah, just things have been a trip ever since, man. And yeah, and uh, you know, I, I just quit my job last week. You and I talked about this right, and changing right. my trajectory. And um, yeah, I plan on going to Peru too. The medicine called to me. I think I told you that. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna go sit with it one more time. Um, It'll be different. It. It. Uh. Yeah, I was. I was going for a run, and the medicine told me it said. Yeah. Come to my homeland. I got something to show you. It, it's a Come different along. experience when you. I know so. a lot of people have been doing it here in California more. I've been hearing more and more of the stories, and they're good stories, and I think they're useful. But I think there's a different experience, kind of going to the source, so to speak. Yeah. That that forces you to go, like once you take it, that forces you to go to a space that you wouldn't necessarily. That you, I know you wouldn't know about, you know. I mean, that's what it did for me. It forced me to go four times. It was like you're, we're gonna show you the same message, dude. <laughs> like, till you get it, 
and it, it it just kept saying it to me over and over again, and it did not hesitate. It That's just awesome. went heart centered. I'm scared, but I'm excited. We'll see where it takes me. And uh, you'll be it'll be great. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be great actually because once you're there, it'll be a different. That fear is a healthy fear, I yeah. think, when we do the ayahuasca. You know, because it's it's a humbling fear. You know, you're going somewhere that that your logical mind can't you know figure out or do for you but it's going to help you though too so there's that it's almost like doing you know five years of therapy or more in in, in like you say in, in oh, 20 man. minutes or, or two hours that that, that would have taken me 10 years brother to process that and oh, that yeah. and that was Man, I feel so much lighter and uh, yeah, just full of love. I'm excited to hear about your experience because I, I didn't get to hear about yours. Okay, yeah. well, I'm running a little bit on time, but we'll we'll go for it. So when I did the five meo DMT, I I smoked it once. I did the first one and it wasn't quite enough, and I was very like I was on the cusp of going where I needed to go, and so the guys came back and were like, "Hey, how was that?" I was like, "Ah, it wasn't. You know, it's okay. It didn't." Really, and they're like, well, "All right, well, let's go bigger." So I went bigger. And this is where it went down. So <clears throat> I kind of, it was interesting because I went straight past, I went like into that beam of light I talked about in the ayahuasca six years, that I did six years ago. And I went straight to the source and I was wrapped up in it. And I'm like, where am I? And it's, it's you know, because I'm sitting there with it for a while and I'm like, what is going on? It's all color, all light. And I couldn't figure it out. And, oh, man, I'm running out of time. And, but it says to me, you're dead. And it starts laughing. And I start laughing that I'm dead. And it, and we're both laughing together. And it was all souls and all everything. It was, it was, I was part of it. And it was part of me. And it was part of you. It was part, and I knew it. And it was telling me that. And we're just sitting there laughing and enjoying it. And and I I think I enjoyed it a little too much, which made me a little bit nervous. Because my integration since then has been... A little bit weird, like I've been kind of walking between two worlds ever since. Wow. <laughs> Unreal, brother. Unreal. Thanks, man, for coming on. Oh, thanks Thank for you having all me, for listening. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful evening, guys. Love you all. <laughs>
Members of Congress and law enforcement are bracing for potential security threats on September the 18th when a rally is planned to support the more than 570 people charged with crimes in the January 6th attack. The Capitol Police are expected to present their security plan to the Capitol Police Board this week, while the Metropolitan Police Department is also expected to ramp up its presence for the planned rally near the Capitol's west front. The group organizing the rally, Look Ahead America, is led by Matt Brainerd, who served as a campaign staffer for former President Trump. About 300 to 500 attendees are expected at the event, including members of groups such as the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers. It's not yet clear if any members of Congress will be in attendance, but some prominent House Republicans have offered support to people facing charges for their actions on January 6th. This is townhall.com. Do you need a professional roofing contractor? Look no further. When prompt service, quality workmanship, value, and integrity are important factors to your roofing project, Primo Roofing is the contractor of choice. Primo is a family-operated business, and they are determined to apply those family values to the way they handle each and every one of their roofing customers. No job is too big or too small. Whether it's a hole in the roof or a whole new roof, Primo Roofing is the only name you need to remember. Call Primo Roofing or visit their website. They'd be happy to provide you with a Primo Roofing experience. The Ghosts and Grub Radio Show with Paul Tashiro has moved to Wednesday nights, 9 to 10 p.m. Don't miss out on the ghost stories, paranormal investigations, and food interviews with chefs, owners of restaurants, and paranormal teams. It's all now on Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. And remember, download the KSCO app or go to ksco.com to hear all of Paul's past programs. Senator Elizabeth Warren is pressuring Amazon to restrict access to books she disagrees with related to COVID-19. Warren is calling on Amazon to modify its search algorithm after finding a book with which she disagrees prominently displayed when staff members search for works involving COVID-19. Warren blasts Amazon for promoting what she calls misinformation by selling a book she says could lead countless Americans to, in her words, risk their health and the health of their neighbors based on misleading and inaccurate information that they discover on Amazon's website. Warren's demand is just the latest from prominent liberals pressuring high-tech platforms to restrict access to opposing viewpoints. Bob Agner reporting. California's interior is hot and dry, and the forecast calls for a risk of fire starting dry lightning. As thousands of firefighters already have their hands full with wildland blazes, nearly 15,000 firefighters are battling 14 major wildfires. This is townhall.com. A death row inmate in Texas is seeking his pastor's touch during his execution. A Texas death row inmate set to be executed for killing a convenience store worker more than 17 years ago is asking that his pastor be allowed to lay hands on him as he dies by lethal injection. The request by John Henry Ramirez is the latest clash between death row inmates and prison officials over the presence of spiritual advisors in the death chamber. Ramirez is set to be executed Wednesday. His lawyer says Texas is violating Ramirez's First Amendment rights to practice his religion. The state now allows spiritual advisors in the death chamber, but there can't be contact between a prisoner and the advisor. I'm Walter Ratliff. Ramirez won a reprieve from the execution as the Supreme Court late in the evening blocked his execution about three hours after he would have been put to death. He's condemned for fatally stabbing 46-year-old Pablo Castro in 2004. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm Patrick Foss. Good evening, Santa Cruz in the Monterey Bay area. That was uh, We had Neil Proberg with Off the Lip, Aaron Cloudon and Healing Journeys coming up, Paul Tashiro with Ghost and Grub.
It's time for your King of the Hill traffic weather and boating. It's 9.05 p.m. Uh, let's get started with traffic here. Um, I did talk about Assistant Construction last hour. It's still in process. Again, Assistant Construction at 1 in Moss Landing Road. Two units assigned to the scene. Please keep an eye out for construction crew members and officers as well. Uh, another one here, Assist with Construction at US 101 South and Cannon Road. Again, US 101 South and Cannon Road. There are five units assigned to that scene. Please keep your eyes open for construction crew members.